This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the second week of August. What's Which is crazy? Time Ugh, goes marching. Time on. goes marching I was, on. I was at a coffee shop uh, yesterday eating croissants, which I love. And and every time you say croissants, you know what I want to say. Croissant. Yep. Croissant. John Hay. If you guys don't know that story, the quick story is that my dad refuses to say croissant and will only say croissant. And one time we were at Burger King and he tried to order a croissant, which and the guy was like, "What?" <laughs> It was really, it was, you please, it was a cl- yeah. classic John Hay moment. Would you please not try to be a Frenchman right now? Yeah, please, Dad. This is now is not the time. We know. We know that you know how to really <laughs> We know it. that you know French. You have yeah. made your point. Please proceed with your croissant, witch. So great. So you were so having a croissant. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And this family was sitting at the coffee shop. We're like on the little coffee shop patio and this family was behind us. And they were talking to their like five-year-old or whatever. And the dad said, yeah. Christmas is only four months away. And I was like, you shut your whore mouth. Yeah. You know, well, you know what? I was so angry two weeks ago. So that would be not even August. I was in Costco and they had Halloween costumes, kid Halloween costumes. And I was just like, Scott and I walked up and I was like, no, I'm not ready. And they already have the mums out, which I'm like, it's too early. They're going to get fried if you put a mum out right now. Don't buy your mums right now. Costco, please stop mum pushing because I don't want to. I mean, yeah. And I I see the mums and I'm like, oh, I want the mums. But I'm like, they're going to die if I buy them. (laughs) You know, it, because it's like, they're so pretty inside, but I'm like, how do these survive? Anyway, it's just way, way too early. And I know that sounds so cliche of me to be like, it's already, it's already August. But like, I just feel like every year they start bringing out the Halloween costumes or the so Christmas decora- decorations so early. I'm like, what's okay, the rush? What is the guess, rush? Guess what time it is? School supply time. I love that time. I love this time of year. I love going through Target and seeing all the school supplies, and I live vicariously through all the family shopping. <laughs> so Miles starts kindergarten in a week and a half. That's so exciting. The next Thursday. So that's by the so time you guys hear this, a week away from his first day of kindergarten. Oh, that's and so I'm, exciting. I'm really trying not to oversell school supply shopping because <laughs> oh. I keep bringing it up. And I know we're going to go, and he's going to be like, this is all I get, like some colored pencils and some folders. And I'll be like, but they're your first folders. Yeah. But like you can pick which folders you want these yeah. folders will set the tone for your entire oh, year so Mario. do you remember like I, you may not know the, the gravity exact, of the folder selection do you remember like trapper keepers did you was that your generation yeah, yeah. Know, yes. but like that that was so exciting I remember mine had like the cool, what was the name of that like late sticker lady? But you, yep. yeah, everybody knows uh, what I'm Lisa talking Frank. about. Lisa Frank with like the bubble hearts, like so cool. <laughs> so <cool>. I <laughs> had, when I was in elementary school, it was like the peak of denim with little smiley face and daisy patches. Cute. Yep. Right, you guys are you are you following everyone who grew up in the nineties? And so I had a backpack that had like the cinchy top, you know, not the zip, the cinchy top, and it had it was denim and it had little sunflower or like daisy patches all over it. And I remember having like these plastic, those like shiny plastic folders, but that looked like denim, like they looked like they had like a little denim pocket on them. Like I was all denim all the time. Oh, I love it! I had a denim bucket hat with a matching overalls, like little little sunflowers on them. Oh my gosh, you were. 
kind of the Blossom. I was the yeah. I just did you loved, watch Blossom? Uh, no. Okay, which is why I just I tried mean, to that, breeze through that reference. Well, I mean, she wore a huge denim hat with a big oh well yeah. sunflower on it. Or some um, kind of flower on it, yeah. So yeah, I'm trying. Miles is about to have his first school shopping experience. He doesn't even know it's about to hit him, and nor does he probably care nearly as much. Oh as I my gosh, but it's so fun! It's so fun. Was it fun for us? I'm trying to think if I had fun. I'm pretty sure I did because I like I don't know. I loved supplies. I and- loved supplies, and then my and then I loved just like bring going home at that night and like deciding were you going to use your red folder? Was that going to be for math? Or for science or for like for me, I think it was like green was for science, blue was for social studies. I'm trying to think if I normally did like yellow was for math and then red I normally used for English or purple if I could find it. I just remember coming home for my first day of kindergarten. I don't know how I remember this. I really don't. But it's one of those memories that plays in a loop. And we were playing outside before the streetlights came on and then the streetlights came on and we all had to run inside and my neighbor was like, okay, have a good night. And I was like, okay, I have to go do my homework. Like I felt so so grown up and important. I was so excited to have homework. I was like, I got to go do my homework. And I had a little desk that I sat at. I'm like, oh my gosh, all those firsts. And then eventually you get sick of it. And then you're like, homework, what? (laughs) I mean, yeah, I remember- It's a long ways. I remember like, I like my little desk. Miles has this little desk in his room and it's like a true school desk that like opens up and you can like put your stuff in. We got it totally. from our neighbors across the street. She's a teacher. And so he's like already got his whole little school system. So anyway, so we're very excited. Miles is going to be very uh, indoctrinated into the world of supplies. <laughs> And there's nothing you can do to stop it. Nothing you can do to stop it. And get them started early because just get them excited about paper products. <laughs> it's like, What's not really, I think that's the predictor of success in school. It's just getting yeah. people excited about paper products. How excited products. are you yeah. about paper products? <laughs> yes. You're going to be a great student. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So speaking of big times of year, let's talk about the CrossFit Games. Yeah. Okay. So I went to the CrossFit Games last weekend at this point. Yeah. So last weekend. And as you guys know, Brandon's family lives in Madison. So for us, when they moved the CrossFit Games to Madison from Southern California, which the first year that they had them in in Madison was 2017. When they moved them to Madison, it was like, this doesn't make any sense, but it's great for us. So we went out this year. Joy sadly did not come. I know it was a party pooper. It was. She was a party pooper. I tried. guys. I I really had no good reason other than I just didn't feel like going. And that's not a great reason, but that's just where I'm at. <laughs> and and we had a really good reason to make it happen. So right. um, we hadn't seen, we hadn't been back to Wisconsin since January, 2020. Brandon's family hadn't seen Evie since before she could even walk. Um, his mom actually had come out, but his dad and his stepmom hadn't seen them. And so, yeah, they, it was so fun for us to be there with his family. And so our focus was just as much on being with Brandon's family as it was going to the game. So we only went on Saturday but it was still so fun. And I will, I'll start out by saying, and just getting this out of the way that the CrossFit community as a whole has had a pretty bad response, in my opinion, to COVID. A lot of them think that they can out fitness COVID. How do you, I'm just curious. I don't know the answer to this. I truly am curious. Like, how do you, where did you get your information around this? Like, what do you, what are you basing this off of? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> I, over the last year and a half, have, we have heard from listeners all over the country. We have seen, I have seen with, you know, seen and read firsthand many, many, many accounts of gyms 
not wanting, not feeling like they wanted to enforce mask rules, not sometimes blatantly saying, you know, we think this is stupid. You don't have, you know, we shouldn't have to do this. If you look at any given comment yeah. section on any of the CrossFit yeah. Games stuff, people were railing on the CrossFit Games for having people wear masks, oh, for yeah. doing COVID testing. Well, um, that's actually a good yeah. point. Now that I think about it, I've blocked a lot of that anger out, but I uh, saw Dave Castro post last year. I think this is... <laughs> I think this caused some some riff with a couple larger CrossFit people that shall remain nameless. But I was so angry that he posted at one point, like reposted a gym that was just against masks, doing the whole like, yeah, you can't exactly. tell us what to do. And he reposted that. And I just was like, I made a comment around like, oh, so what are we doing for healthcare workers? Uh, excuse me. And it was right. something along those lines. And then a couple of like major CrossFit people were... Got mad at had some had some comments back towards me, but I was just like, I can't bite my tongue on this. You're reposting to thousands of people about yeah, yeah. Anyway, so go ahead, you know the CrossFit <laughs> the uh, CrossFit complex is very rooted in libertarianism, and so therefore, you know, ideologically, if you look at sort of the ideological evolution of a lot of CrossFit culture, it doesn't necessarily surprise me that this is the way that a lot of people, the opinions a lot of people have. But obviously, it's something I deeply disagree with. And I don't think that being fit is the same thing as being immune. Not to say by any means that having a higher cardiovascular, you know, being cardiovascularly healthy, having a well-balanced nutritional diet, all of those things. Of course, those things are correlated with a more favorable outcome if you do get COVID. And also, of course, if you guys have been listening to this podcast, you know that we are all for those things. But it's not the same thing as being immune or having immunity, or it's not the same thing as not needing to take any precautions whatsoever against a really super contagious right. deadly virus. So, can I interject something really quick? Because I feel like uh, we over the over the year, I guess, with COVID, I just want to make this really brief because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole with it. But I just want to remind everybody that Claire and I have a podcast where she and I are talking and you're listening. We can't have a three way, four way, five way, six way group conversation about what's happening. It, this goes for any podcast you listen to, that if you don't agree with what we're saying, we are not pushing our agenda. We are stating our opinions to each other. We welcome all perspectives, opinions, feedback. But I think that there's times when, especially again, in the past year, we've gotten so much feedback about how we're pushy and we just preach and we, uh, you know, we don't listen to others because we're just quote unquote pushing a vaccine. And I'm kind of like, where are we? We're basically having a conversation with Claire and I that between the two of us, we have very similar opinions. So it just kind of works out that way. If you were to come on this podcast, we would have a very different conversation. And I'm not against that at all. It's just, I, I think I just needed to kind of state that for my own sanity because I'm like, where did we go wrong with just listening to a conversation be like, wow, I don't agree with that. But you know, this is Joy and Claire's podcast, and they're having a conversation about their beliefs, where you as a listener would do the same exact thing with your buddy. Our aim is always to have good intentions and to put out information that we feel is helpful for people. It's not that you may it's not that you're going to agree. We don't want you to agree with everything that we say. But at the end of the day, we want to be supportive and helpful to people and to use your own voice, no matter what it is that you want to say. So that's I just had to put that caveat out there, because when we have these discussions, I can just hear kind of the 
feedback out there, the moans and the groans, if you will, of people kind of being like, oh, here they go pushing stuff again. It's like, no, we're not. We have opinions. We are discussing them together. We want you to think for yourself and, and think and think critically. And I try to do that as well. And I will bring up shortly after you finish your thought about something that I bump, bumped up against with the daily podcast last week that I wanted to talk about too in relation to this. And and I don't know if you guys saw this thing that I posted on Instagram stories recently about the death of expertise. That like, yes, everyone has an opinion and everyone can say what they want to say. And you know, yeah, this podcast is called This is Joy and Claire. So I will forever laugh at the feedback of someone uh, got like a bad review of someone that was like, if you want to just be talked at by Joy and Claire, it was like, that's literally what a podcast is. Like, I just always laugh at that review that we got where I was like, I just think maybe if you want to listen to two, whatever, two people talking at you. And I was like, if that's what you want, maybe podcasts aren't for you. Maybe podcasts aren't for you. That's okay. You know, so that that comment, I just will always think about and laugh at. But there was also this um, post that I reposted on Instagram stories recently that basically was saying like one of the most dangerous ideas that has come about in the last few years is that all points of view are equally valid and that the average citizen you are just as equipped to judge which have merit as anyone else. Hear all sides, judge for yourself. No, I do not condone, condone the death of expertise and neither should you. I am an expert in very, very few things. But in those areas, my expertise is hard-earned through study, work, experience, and aptitude. None of it comes from Google University. But unless you are an expert in exactly the same areas, your opinion is not just as valid as mine. It's not. And my opinion is not as valid as experts in other fields. That is why they are the experts. So if our leading epidemiologists largely agree that A is correct, and a couple of discredited doctors make a video that says B is correct, our response should not be, I'll listen to both and decide which makes sense to me. Confirmation bias exists, and only fools think they are free of it. To paraphrase Asimov, sorry, I probably won't mess that name up. Your ignorance, and goes on to talk about ignorance, ignorance and speaking people's names correctly. Your ignorance is not the same as their experience. Genuinely smart people look for answers from people who are smarter than themselves. Only ignorant people believe their guess is as good as anyone else's. And so I think that that's a big, I mean, I am not here to tell you that I'm an expert in epidemiology no. or vaccines, or I absolutely right. am not. No, we, I'm not either. Yeah, I'm not either. I think it's just... I think there's just beauty and critical thinking that I think is a really lost art. I really do. And I'm every everything that we talk about, I listen to myself. I go, am I being a hypocrite? Where do I need to learn this lesson? I am not at the top of the mountain looking down at people. I am just sitting here going, I want to be a reflecting human being where I am looking at my own behaviors and how it impacts other people. That is, that is important. That's a value of mine. That is important to me. So I'll this one last point, and then we can go back to the games because that's what we need to talk about. My one last point is the daily had a podcast, you know, the daily is a New York Times podcast, which is a little bit left leaning, but they do have some really good reporting. And I think they do a good job of trying to get stories from all sides, quote unquote, all sides. Say what you will about like mainstream media, but the New York Times, the daily podcast put out an episode. If you want to look it up, it was Friday, August, Friday, August 6th. And the title is stories from the unvaccinated. And I was like, okay, I'm going to actually get to hear, you know, because I make up in my head some assumptions and stereotypes of people who will not get vaccinated. I really want to make sure that I'm not painting people in the wrong light. And they interviewed about four people. Granted, it's only four people. It's not a lot of people. But every single person, every single person, I started out and I was like, okay, okay, I can't even get on board. Oh no, I can't get on board with this. And, and I tried, I really tried, but here's, here's what's important to me. 
It is important to me to think of others. And not one person on this podcast talked about others. It was me, 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 me. And I'm just like, where is your voice around doing something for other people and the collective society? And that was really bothersome to me. But granted, that is one of my values where I'm like, I'm looking at this as a world problem. How is how are my actions contributing or taking away from a world problem? And that is just something that really bothers me about a lot of the stories and the opinions I hear from some people that will not get vaccinated is is that it's very much like a, well, I'm just making this decision for me and me, 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 me. And everything I heard was like, I didn't hear one thing about how they are trying to help other people or worried for other people's health. And that to me is a problem. I think we need to rethink that. So all that to say, nobody at the CrossFit Games <laughs> except for me. And I'm just like, like step at your steps of joy, stepping off her soapbox right now. Yeah. Like, okay. And what, we're, what we got with this was that at, the CrossFit Games, very, 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 very few people were wearing masks. Brandon and I and his his two sisters and brother-in-law, we all kind of went together and we were wearing masks when we were in crowded places. Like we were in the, the Noble tent, formerly the Reebok tent, when we were like sort of in the mass exodus of people out from the stands. We didn't have Coliseum tickets because I just knew that people weren't going to be masked in the Coliseum. And, you Which know, is the indoor arena. The indoor arena. Yeah. We did not wear masks. We, you know, people were not masking up. So you didn't arena, go so to events go there. there. You just went to all outdoor right. events. Yeah. So it was all outdoor. Yeah. And, but even still, like, there are some indoor areas. And so we, we would just like throw our masks on real quick if we were in just like literally a shoulder to shoulder crowd of a bunch of people. Sure. Who I, you know, have a lot of good reason to believe are probably below the national average of vaccination statistics. And with, you know, what we are seeing right now with cases continuing to go back up and back up and back up, that was one thing for me that I was like, you know, what one day here was enough. I didn't feel like it was the most like COVID safe thing I've done, but it was so getting that out of the way. I think the CrossFit Games in general could have and should have done more to be a little bit more, I, you know, and that's hard. I don't know. It's hard to say because it's not like the, you know, the county restrictions aren't there, et cetera, but I just wasn't seeing really any like community support towards, Hey guys, think, you know, put your mask on before you in the Coliseum. Right. Anyway. Well, the other thing that I wanted to say is, is things are, have changed pretty quickly as far as the Delta variant and the safety around what's going on with the cases and the number of cases is greatly spiking in the past two months, I would say, right? So in the past, like, like month. You, in the past month. Yeah. So yeah. it's been pretty quick since you planned this trip and all yeah. of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, should I even go? I'm really concerned yeah. about this. And like, that's fair. So yeah, I think that that's important to point out. Right. So we, you know, we also, we had to fly obviously with the kids, Evie, who's two and a half had to wear a mask and I, she did great. And it was also just frustrating for me to be on a plane with a bunch of adults who were like pulling on their mask every time they got every time the air, the flight attendant turned around. And it was like, I'm sitting here with a two-year-old who half the time won't even keep her pants on. And, you know, I have to worry <laughs> about her. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm worrying about her pulling her mask down because all of these completely capable adults around me are, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling violated by having to put a mask on. So I don't want this whole episode to turn. No, into I know. I know. We don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. But it, but it, to be fair, Claire, it is, it is infuriating. And these are the moments where we're in this group project with the world. And these are the moments we kind of bump up against other people. We're like, it doesn't have to be this hard. It really doesn't. I just want to say really quickly is uh, I want to give a huge high five shout out to flight attendants right now, because you are doing the Lord's work. 
I literally cannot imagine how irritating no, it must be. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. I would probably have uh, physically harmed someone by now. <laughs> and yes, we have seen the video of the flight attendant talking about the guy that they had to wrap and tape to the chair. And if you have not seen it, he Alfredo is the most. He needs from Frontier. He. What's his name? Alfredo. Yep. Alfredo from Frontier. If you have not seen this video, please pause us immediately. Google it. Look we'll it up. It the, we'll put it in the in the show notes. Oh my god! It is. He needs his own show. I'm going to start a campaign for him to get his own show. Okay, we went to the CrossFit game. We really are having a hard time just staying on track with the CrossFit game. Things to catch up on. <laughs> Lots going on in the world. We have feelings about things. I, I feel like everyone I talk to right now, there's like one of two topics. Either like the world is on fire and I can't breathe air. That's oh right. yes. So that's another topic we can cover. <laughs> or like, can you believe we're back at yeah where we're at with COVID cases, shutting and down so, and masks and blah blah blah. Exactly. Yep, yep. Yep. It's it's we're having a tough time. Yeah. So it was so fun, despite feeling uncomfortable from you know like a respiratory virus sort of communicable disease standpoint. It was really fun to be at the CrossFit Games. It was fun to see the, the handful of people that I saw. So if I if I got to talk to you, I'm so grateful. I got to chat with um, a gal named Lee, who we had we talked for quite a while. I saw Kelly. Hi, Kelly. I saw Kelly, Kelly. in like, moments. Of Kelly watching. is my favorite. He human. had this great rainbow fanny pack on too. I saw it and I loved it and I want it. Yeah. Kelly, where'd you get it? So good. And so, and like some of Kelly's friends. So we, um, it, you know, that's always the highlight. And that's really why I love going is because I'm like, I get to see my friends. Yes. Yes. Okay. Noble. What is the difference now that Noble is sponsoring? What are the things that you noticed? And also, was it just as crowded as, crowded as it has been in previous years? Like, were there a bunch of people still camping out in that open field? Like, what, what did you feel as far as attendance? It was still pretty crowded. I wouldn't say that it was quite as crowded as years past. The vendor village was significantly less crowded. They, there were the entire two and most roll rows on either side were just closed off. There weren't even, there wasn't even anybody there. Vendors. Yeah. There just weren't that many vendors. There were Were the bathrooms crowded. That's no, I never oh. had a family to go to the bathroom. Okay, so just so you guys know, if you ever go to the CrossFit Games in Madison, the bathrooms in Vendor Village, well, actually bathrooms anywhere in that venue are really not ideal. There's not a lot of them. Actually, there's porta potties, right? Yeah, there's porta potties. But like if you're in Vendor Village, you don't want to walk across the way to go to a porta potty. Anyway, in Vendor Village, the bathrooms are so like few and far between defined. So you're always, always, I always had to like plan out my day, but like, okay, when do I have to pee and how long do I have to wait at the bathrooms in Vendor Village? So that's a telltale sign because you didn't have to wait. And I mean, that like, that tells food, me a lot. <laughs> yeah, the food trucks were still backed up, like the food vendors were still backed up. But um, yeah, it wasn't quite as crowded. And it th- with Noble being there, it didn't really feel like it changed anything. Because I really, really liked the cro- the Reebok tents, like with the yeah, with the, the Noble the- tent was just as good. Was it okay? Yeah, good to know. Because I love shopping. Although I will say, I, I feel like well, I I will say that Noble, and maybe they'll get you'll like do this differently by the time that they can they have it next year when they have a whole year to prepare, but. They didn't have nearly the selection. I was gonna say the, but, the but like, selection. A completely well, different. Yeah, company. It totally different company. Yeah, Reebok is a huge yeah. juggernaut. Yeah. So it was super fun. Um, and then at, afterwards, once everything shifted into the Coliseum, we stayed outside in the big like field and where they play it live on the jumbotron. Which guys, this has been our pro tip yes, since like twenty fourteen. Pro tip. 
You Go. don't need to get Coliseum tickets no. because you can sit outside in the fresh air, in the fresh air with the and best drink seat in the beer, house, drink your beer, best seat in the house and just people watch not, it up. Yep. And there's still p- people in the stands with you. So you're still cheering and getting excited, but you're not like in this like hot, sweaty indoors. And, the, and let's be honest, the seats are not comfortable in the Coliseum. The, col- the Coliseum cannot hold a candle to the tennis stadium. Never do not ever compare it to the tennis stadium. You guys, the tennis stadium in Carson is what we're talking about, is the best, hands down. It was. Except the seats are real small, too. They were real small. So anyway. (laughs) Um, And Madison was beautiful as always. We went to Wonder State Coffee, which is really cute. We, of course, went to Gray's and sat at the the bar and talked to this cute little couple. Thank you for sending me a picture of the menu. That made me feel special. (laughs) Oh, so great. And we took the kids to the Capitol, you know, we ate a bunch of fried cheese curds and then we had a great time with Brandon's family and it was just good to kind of see everybody and Madison's so cute. And so I'm really glad we went every year. I'm glad we go. And I always try to talk myself good. out of it. And then I'm always glad that we go. Good. Great. CrossFit Games 2021. Recapped. Recapped. Oh, two last questions. Is Brooke Wells okay? What happened to her? And okay. let's talk about Annie Thor. Oh my gosh, Annie. Okay. So Brooke dislocated her elbow in the max snatch event. It looked horrible like her arm was like dangling at a natural angle no no but no. Then, no. Yeah, uh, no no uh-uh. no no uh-uh. no 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 but no. then when i and i didn't notice this until after the fact but when i looked back i realized that she had had her elbow wrapped for a lot of the weekend already so like maybe she oh, had some already she had going some on. injury maybe some yeah so so she dislocated her elbow unfortunately and had to withdraw i haven't really followed up about if she has to get surgery or anything like that oh that's so sad That's, that's one of those things where like, you know, speaking of elite athletes and the Olympics and any time that you like, that's your job. And then you get hurt. And then you're just like out. It just it breaks my heart. It breaks like I think that's one thing that just breaks my heart more than anything is athletes who that is their job and then they get injured. It's like, sending her all the good vibes. Yeah, and she was doing pretty well, you know. So anyway, so that and it was uh, definitely like pretty dramatic when it happened. What do you mean? So I just mean like it was such like a shock this moment of you know she's like rolling around in pain on the platform oh, you know it wasn't like oh, oh and you know we just got word that so and so withdrew behind the scenes yeah. it was like she got like injured in front of everybody oh god that's so I know. oh that breaks my heart but yeah. the uh the real headline from really the whole weekend was annie thora's daughter who i just have i mean who doesn't love annie who there, doesn't love nobody annie. doesn't love annie there's claim no to man fame. of woman born who does no. not love annie claim to fame. claim to fame we we saw her in the locker room in oh my gosh okay by the, so we went to crossfit Reykjavik and yeah. when we went to iceland and and we were like oh my gosh are we, are we gonna see annie and we all saw annie in the locker room and I mean, and we, we all, were, no one said anything to her. No one said a word. And let me just tell you, her skin is so porcelain. It is the most pure por- porcelain skin I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just super just weird so you know, commentary. Just, just so you know, I'm just like, it is the most porcelain pure skin I've yes. ever seen in my life. Anyway, but that's our claim she's, to fame. Like we actually saw like, Annie in the flesh. So you got, you know, if you are not following, the, if you are, have no idea who we're talking about, Annie Thorostadter competed in the original CrossFit Games. She has been in the CrossFit Games for a long, long time in the CrossFit world. She won two CrossFit Games back in like what, 2013, 2014, something like that. And then, or 2014, 20, 2015, maybe. And then since then she podiumed one other time and then she was injured. She had a back injury. She also then one time got like literally heat stroke during that really hot Murph year in 20. Oh my God. Remember that? We were there, right? Yeah. We went to that one. Yeah. We went we to that there. one. Yeah. I mean, she, oh, that's just that, that one hurts to watch because she was, she's already very pale skinned. And I just remember 
her looking white as a ghost because she was so dehydrated and just looked like she was going to pass out. Ugh. Yeah. Not so, a good not a good program. Not a good program. <laughs> Didn't Kara Webb also like pass so out Cara, at the finish line? Kara had COVID. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like that year oh, that, that, that Annie. Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did. Okay. But she didn't she like was able to kind of recover. Yeah. Okay, wait. Kara had COVID this year and she Yeah, couldn't... she had to withdraw. <gasps> I didn't know that. She had COVID. Oh, I didn't, and she, see, I didn't like, follow any of this guys, just yeah, so you know. So yeah. she got COVID on the she you know, she got she got COVID, but had tested positive and then had tested negative. And so they still let her compete. And then, and she was like, I feels like I have 10% lung capacity. Like I can't do this. And so she withdrew, which again, guys, devastating. fitness it. You can't out fitness it. It's devastating. You worked your whole career, your whole year. Ugh, breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Okay. Continue. Annie. So Annie had a baby last year and her baby's name is Freya. She's so cute. And they kind of built it up, you know, as like, is this going to be Annie's comeback here? And she, every single time that they interviewed her, she was like, you know, I'm just, I didn't even think I was going to be here. I'm surprising myself by even having come to the games. And in this snatch event, she was actually, you know, doing pretty well leading up to the weekend, gets the snatch event, ties for the fastest snatch or the fastest, the, the heaviest snatch, and then loses to Tia in the tiebreaker, which is fine. Gets second in the event and gets like a, what, a 205 pound snatch. And if you guys haven't seen this re- replay go on the cross against instagram and find it because her face when she catches the bar and realizes that unbelievable she lift unbelievable he's looking around like are you seeing this I, I, it, was, it gives me chills it gives me yes. chills it gives me chills. Yeah. It was an unbelievable. Like she just looked so shocked at herself. Those are the moments of the CrossFit games yes. that I love. Those are the moments of the CrossFit games that I love. Yes. And they always happen during like the heavy lifts. That's why my favorite things are at the CrossFit games are the heavy lift ladders. So she gets this really heavy lift, comes second in in this event. And all of a sudden she's like 10 points out for third going into the final day. She goes into the final event, beats the the person who, you know, beats the person who she has to beat. Now she's tied for third. And then, so going to the final, final event, it was literally like between, it was between Annie and Kristen Holta. I don't know why I couldn't get there. Which is very competitive. She's great too. And, but I was like, I'm sorry, Kristen, like no one is cheering for you right now. (laughs) She's wonderful. And she, um, but I mean, everyone was just, I was so excited to see Annie and I so wanted her to win. And the final event was like this weird, like, was it the handstand pushup event? No, the fi- the second to last event was a hand. It was this like freestanding handstand pushup event. And I'm watching Annie do it just like screaming at the TV. We weren't at the games at this point. We we're watching it in Brandon's living room on like the live stream. And then the final event was a row, chest row pull-ups, and then all these like lunge, barbell lunges, like barbell walking lunges with it on your back, on your front rack, and then overhead. And Annie just did so solid. And, you know, like you when she crossed the finish line, she just immediately was in disbelief and was crying. Oh. And she, the, the whole time she just kept saying, like, I didn't even think I was going to be here. And now I just made it to the podium. And it was so fun to watch. I was so excited for her. And I almost started crying when she was talking to Nikki, who, hi, Nikki, if you're listening. <laughs> hi, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki Frazier is so wonderful. We she, we interviewed her and Girls Gone Wild like years and years ago. Yeah. Now she's on the uh, Make Wads Great Again podcast. But she was saying, like, I finally am starting to feel like I am back in control of my body and my mind. And when she said that, I was like, that's like, oh, I know all the moms that feeling. Are like, oh, all the moms are like, yeah. we, we know that feeling. Yeah, all oh, that gives me the like, chills. Yeah. When we were talking to Laura Ligos a couple weeks ago and she was like, you know, I understand now what people mean when they say get my body back. That it's not just about like. It's not like oh, bouncing back into a right. size, whatever. It's, it's like just feeling like, you like you're. Truly yeah. feel like you want to like yeah. be in control of your body again. Yeah. And you want to like 
know what, you know, you want to feel like it's familiar. And so for her, when she said that, I would just like, had such a moment of empathy for her. Oh, and yeah. so it was, that was, I mean, that will forever be one of my top CrossFit Games moments. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Love to Annie. Yes. Love, Love to Annie. Annie. <laughs> well, in this episode, I was going to interview Joy. <laughs> that was my whole, like, I had this master plan. I was like, we're going to interview each other. We're going to do like a whole thing. But I feel like now I want to like give, I want to give that its own breathing room. I want to have, give that its own oh, time. For me. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can, we can do that next time. Yourself. Oh my yeah. gosh. Let's please. Do we really need to ask me more questions? But yes. Well, we can do some yeah. lister emails because I have a really, I have a couple really good ones that I would like to address. Um, this first one, I'm going to keep both anonymous. One says, first, thanks for being you. I've been listening since the beginning of GGW, and I feel like I know you too. You bring light to my week every Thursday. I wanted to write in with a question. After listening to last week's episode on the importance of leaving toxic situations, I just started my first job post-graduate school, and there are definitely tox- toxic aspects to it, but I still feel like it is the best starting job for me right now. I had a few other job offers and took this one because of the extended vacation time and other benefits that I felt would make for a better life career balance, which is hard to attain in academia. I fully expect to grow out of this job, but I'm really hoping that I can stay three to four years to get the experience I need to move into a leadership role at a different university. Do either of you have advice for ways to make something like this more bearable? I truly think it is the best option for me for a first job post grad school. However, I see people who are ahead of me in their career and have jobs with much more flexibility and a more positive environment and wonder if I am selling myself short. Am I kidding myself when I say I need to stay for three to four years or is this a normal part of adulting and just a stepping stone? And if that, how can I glamorize this stepping stone and see it as a launch pad to what I want to do in the future? I think this is a great question because it does definitely take something into account that is often the elephant in the room when you talk about not staying in toxic workplaces or, you know, doing stuff like getting out of situations that aren't ideal. And that elephant is like, yeah, but sometimes you can't have your cake and eat it too. Sometimes you do have to get, especially if you want to be in a really specific field, sometimes you really have to take what you can get. And especially if you're new to the field, you're new to the career. And also depending on your vocation, sometimes, I'm sorry if you guys can hear Evie in the background, (laughs) she's out there playing. Sometimes you have to have those kind of grunt jobs. Like there are certain industries where those earlier jobs, no matter how much, you know, you don't have, no matter how kind of much you wish that wasn't the case, there really aren't that many opportunities other than to go through almost like this in a way, almost kind of like hazing. Yeah. Like putting in your time type right, of thing. Putting in your time, you know, that's, getting a, that's very much cover. seen in behavioral health too. Like you work in residential, you put in your time, but I did, I skipped that part. Cause I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Like even in healthcare, you know, for Brandon, it's like when you're a new nurse, you work on med surge floor, you know, nobody like that's a very tiring job. Not that many people last there for very long. It's seen as a launch pad. And I think that my sort of advice here would be you're not locked into anything unless you've signed a contract, which doesn't sound like you have. But it also does sound like you've taken a lot of things into consideration here where this is the best option for you. And that's the best that you can do. And I think that that is the overarching answer that we all have to be okay with is that the best thing for you in this moment might not always be the absolute ultimate choice you can make for your mental health if that's the only thing you're taking into account. Because there are other things you have to take into account, like the pay, like the work 
life balance, like the, you know, trajectory that this is going to get you towards. And the work environment is not always the only factor that matters until it gets to that point where you can't stand anything else and no amount of vacation time and no amount of future career opportunities are are worth the toxicity. Then I think that sounds like you're where you need to be. Like when I went through, you know, this, that my, the job that I left when I was super toxic, part of the reason I had been in that job and stayed as long as I did was because it was worth it to me to get the experience in that industry. And, you know, how many people do you know who stay in toxic jobs because of the money? And I'm not saying that that's the right reason, but I am saying that like, it's not all or nothing when it comes to the culture or the kind of like workplace values. And those other things are completely reasonable to have weight in that decision. Yeah, I agree with that. I would just add that it depends on what is toxic. So if it's something that's crappy coworkers that you feel like are just really annoying and there's a lot of drama, then I would do my best to stay away and interact with them as little as possible. You know, like, so define what for you, what is toxic about it? Because that really has a lot to do with it. If you are in a situation that is really killing your soul so bad that you can't give your best self, I would evaluate whether or not it's worth it to stay because you really want to be honest with yourself of, is this something that's giving me inspiration that I'm getting the experience that I want? Or am I just grinding through and dreading work every single day? I don't think that's a way to live. And I would try to find other options. And it's not to say just quit today, but I would look for other options because I'm not 1000% convinced that this would be your only option and that you should stay three to four years. But like Claire said, weighing the pros and cons of like, if this is something that you can say, all right, yeah, I can grind through this and get the experience because that to me is more important than these toxic issues in the workplace. But it really kind of depends on what is the toxic thing that's happening. I also think if you have those people who you do see who are in the position that you want in the future or who are in a position with a similar amount of experience that you are that look like they're in a better a better spot, reach out to them and say, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee and just talk to you about your career trajectory and get some perspective on you know why you've made the choices that you have or how you've gotten to the place that you're at. I feel like not enough people do that. And people are right now, there's always so much discussion around like, oh, pay people for their time. You know, and don't think you can just pick their brains. But I think the flip side of that is that there is a a level of mentorship that people really love to do. And if you are reaching out as someone new to a field and saying, hey, let me take you out to lunch. I just want to hear about your career and how you got to where you are. I would really recommend that. And I have done that to a lot of people that I work with. And I found it so, so, so valuable. Yeah. Good advice. Keep us posted. Keep us posted. All right. The next email comes from Tori. Hi, Joy and Claire. Well, she doesn't need to be anonymous, so she's okay with this. Um, No need to answer. I just wanted to chime in because the podcast this week really spoke to me. And this was when we were the topic of this one is follow your passion. So that was when we were talking about the follow your passion podcast, you were talking about following your passion and the money will follow and the way you feel about that statement. I feel like I am living that right now. Not to brag. (laughs) I just started a kids empowerment running program in my community. I'm about to quit my full time job to do this as my sole income of things. If things all go well, I would have never imagined I could combine my my love of running with my passion for helping and be able to make a living. 
But just to give some perspective, I had been working in behavioral health for years and working 20 plus hours of overtime every week. Woof. I have a master's degree and was always discouraged that even though I loved what I did, I was never going to make good money working for nonprofits in this field. I gave birth to my surprise son three months ago and leaving him for a job that is so draining was getting to me, like leaving him to go to work. So here I am following my passion and praying that the money keeps coming in. If you know any parents in Chester County, Pennsylvania, tell them to check out Marikai Run Club. That's M-E-R-A-K-I Run Club. Also, congrats on the BetterHelp job, Joy. I had worked with a therapist through BetterHelp to assist me with postpartum and had a great experience. Thanks for listening to my ramblings, Tori. Thank you, Tori. So check that out if you guys are in Chester County. Marikai Run Club. And we'll link to it. Give her a little plug. That's what we got. We're done. You guys can, uh, now your job is to leave a review. Oh, by the way, leave a five-star rating review. But also, I'm very excited to announce that I got us a discount code for listeners for Hair Story. So you guys know how much I love hair wash. I always post about it. If you don't know, now you know. It is a... New wash. The hair story, hair story is the company, and the product is called New Wash. I know, but you said hair wash. Oh, yeah, hair wash, New Wash. They, <laughs> thank you. The Hair Story New Wash product is one of my favorite products, and uh, you can get a guess, discount code if you go to hairstory.com and enter JOY10. That will get a discount off your first order, so you can support the podcast that way. You can also support the podcast by going to Eat to Evolve. And entering code JOYCLAIR15, that will get you 20% off of your order. And one of our favorite, Double Under Wonder. Doubleunderwonder.com, the discount code is JOY. We got three products for you to try. We got food. We got new wash. And we have a, dub- a jump rope. This is our podcast. What more the variety, what could you want? <laughs> and guys, I'm not saying that I would eat Eat to Evolve Buffalo or barbecue chicken salad every day, but I could. I absolutely do. I feel like <laughs> I'm going to put in an order for literally just nothing but like 10 of those. Yeah. And the sweet potato so grab and go. Good. The sweet potato family style salad is just delicious. delicious. And they have a great burger. They've got great burgers. All the of their meals are great. chicken for lunch today. I really like the banana paleo bites. Yes. I oh like the, um, tr- the double berry ones. Or- yeah. So. They've got really good. Their really salsa good is good too. I got their salsa. Oh, yeah. You got their salsa too. Yeah. And their Endless. jalapeno ranch. So good. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.